morning church we are the dress family my name is rosemary this is my husband michael this is our daughter eliza grace who was born on the 30th of april and this is our dog holly today is my first mother's day motherhood has been uh, rewarding but challenging so far we would like to wish all the mothers out there a happy mother's day today there'll be two readings we will start off with exodus chapter 20 verse 12 Honour your father and your mother, so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. We will now read Luke chapter 2, verses 41 to 52. Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to the custom. After the festival was over... While his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they travelled on for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me? he asked. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart, and Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favour with God and man. Well, good morning, everyone. My name's Coops. I'm one of the pastors at Trinity Modbury, and it's really good to be back with you speaking about the Bible. And happy Mother's Day to all the mums out there that are watching. Today we're going to be looking at a passage that's really appropriate for mums. It's the fifth commandment in the Old Testament book of Exodus, which is honour your father and mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving, is giving you. A great topic for today. Well, we honoured the mum in our house this morning with some bacon and cheese on gluten-free brioche for breakfast. At least that was the plan when I recorded this, so hopefully that's what we actually did. If you could keep your Bibles open there at that passage in Exodus, that would be really useful. Um, and let's pray now as we begin. Heavenly Father, please help us now to listen to you well and to hear your truths. Please calm our minds and prepare us for what you have to say. Amen. So what does it mean to honour your father and mother, and particularly to us today? Well, that's where we'll be going. But first... Let me start by giving you an example of what it's not. When I was 15, my family and I were living in Darwin and we had this large tiled area in the family room which we thought was the perfect handball court. That is, we the kids. And one afternoon, we were playing in the family room and playing handball and mum came in and she pointed out these beautiful porcelain swans that she'd made in pottery class. They were awesome black swans with these long sweeping necks. They looked a little bit like this picture. 
Well, anyway, mum came in and she said to us that we shouldn't be playing handball inside the house. I mean, that was something we knew we shouldn't do. And in any case, mum told us she didn't want her swans to get broken. But we were teenage boys, and so obviously we knew better. And we were good at handball, right? So there's no way we were going to lose control of a hard rubber ball bouncing inside the house. Come on, mum. What could go wrong? Well, we hit the ball right into those swans, and we learned that porcelain smashes into very small pieces, every last part of them. The mum came running in, she was visibly upset, and we were mortified. We apologised over and over and over again, and we said we'd glue all those pieces together. But you can't glue a thousand pieces of porcelain. And you know, I still remember mum, she didn't yell, even though she was obviously really upset. She just went and got the dustpan and brush and she swept up that mess that we made. Right, it just wasn't good form. And as I tell you that story inside, we all know that that's true, don't we? It's because there's a certain relationship between a mother and her children. And the role that she's been given in the family gives her an authority and it demands a certain respect. And in that story that I just told you, we weren't showing her that. By disobeying, we hadn't submitted ourselves to her authority. And in fact, our behaviour didn't honour our relationship with her at all. And this command in the Bible today addresses that. It cuts right to the heart of human relationships, the family unit, and how it should function. And the way a family functions is, is very much a topic today. In 2015, there was a subject, uh, it was the subject of a study by the Australian Institute of Health and Wellness. And what they did is they looked at parent-child relationships and rules and expectations in the home and a few other things. And they found that if they funded programs to get families functioning properly, the economy would benefit up to $5 billion per year. You see, deep down, everybody knows family relationships are important. And so over 3,000 years ago, this commandment was written and it still has something to say to us. Now today, I'm no longer 15. I don't live at home. And I don't play handball anymore. Not often. So for me, it'll look different than it did back then, but I still need to think through how I honour my parents. So how do we do that? That's the question we're going to be looking at today. And so to orientate us, as Stephen said last week, this passage here in Exodus chapter 20, God's rescued the Israelites, his people, He's taken them from slavery in Egypt and he's brought them to Mount Sinai. And they've been given the Ten Commandments by which they are to live. And this fifth commandment is, Honour your father and mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. So, What did that mean to the Israelites in their context back then? Well, to honour means to respect or to hold in the highest regard. Which makes sense. These parents, these are people that brought their children life. And it implies an order to the relationship between the parent and their offspring. 
And respect requires submission to the authority that God's given parents as they teach and they discipline their children. It's a miniature community, if you like. It's got parental authority that should be honoured, which should be respected and submitted to in love and obedience. That's the relationship in the family and it's fundamental to the structure and the strength of their community. And the Israelites will need it. If you think about their destination, they're heading to the land of Canaan. And other Old Testament books explain that this promised land of Canaan was an abundant, fertile place, but it was inhabited by people who didn't know God. And their culture was horrendous. They engaged in human sacrifice, and they had some absolutely terrible sexual practices. You see, what existed there before the Israelites came was a violent and totally morally corrupt people. And so the Israelites would need a strong structure in their society with all of that going on around them. They'd need those strong structured relationships if they're going to live long in the land. If you think back to that time, there's no aged care homes. There's no government assistance. And so adult children honouring their aged parents by ensuring that their needs are met are modelling to their own children what should be done so that they can live long in the land. And God told parents in Deuteronomy 4 verses 9 and 10 that they were to teach their children the things they knew of God and to teach them his words. And if you think about that, well, teaching requires a submissive audience. It's those family relationships, it's in those family relationships that God's people would continue. Parents instructing their children in the way of the Lord generation after generation. And children honouring their parents meant honouring their parents' faith in God. And it follows that they need to be faithful to God if they're going to live in God's land. And the Old Testament talks about some harsh penalties, actually, about those who rejected or rebelled against their parents. Deuteronomy talks about capital punishment for it. Now, there's nowhere in the Old Testament that it's recorded as actually happening. But maybe we can see why that threat is so severe. Because all those thousands of years ago, to not honour parents in that dangerous environment actually undermines society itself. And more importantly than that even, it actually meant rejecting God. And so we see that God considers the family structure and the relationships in it to be so very important. It's where you learn to trust and obey God. Nevertheless, as the story of God's people continues in the Old Testament, we see that over the generations after the Israelites were given the Ten Commandments, and despite that family structure, they do still turn their back on God. And of course the Bible tells us you can't do that. You can't ignore your Creator and live your own way. That brings death and judgment. But we also see God's mercy in the Old Testament as it ends and in God's plan to call his people back to him. And we see how that impacts relationships within families. Because in the last book 
of the Old Testament, Malachi chapter 4, verses 5 and 6. It says, I will send the prophet Elijah to you before that great and dreadful day of the Lord comes. He will turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the hearts of the children to their parents. And then as we turn to the New Testament in Luke's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 17, it's written centuries later, but we see it actually happened exactly as Malachi prophesied. Here, John the Baptist, he's described as one like Elijah. He told the world that Jesus was coming and he called people to turn back to God in repentance. So do you see there, parents turning to their children, teaching about Jesus. And Jesus did come and he died on the cross, taking our punishment for ignoring God on himself. And he rose again to be with the Father. Now, if we trust that, if we trust Jesus, then we're forgiven. And that's the way Jesus restores our relationship with our Heavenly Father. That's God's promise. And as the book of Acts says, it's a promise for families. Acts 2 verse 39 says, The promise is for you and your children. So do you see there, Jesus fulfills the fifth commandment because his promise is for whole families. And we can see how important the family structure is. God intends us to live in the family structure that he's provided and to learn about his promise. Parents turn to children and teaching. Children turn to parents, learning to love and trust Jesus. All in right relationship with each other and with God. Ultimately, forgiven and given new life in the new land of promise, which isn't the land of Canaan anymore, but eternity with God. So what does that mean to us, honouring our parents now? Well, the family structure is still God's fundamental building block of society. And so the comments that I'm going to make and how we apply this to ourselves, I'm going to make with those right family relationships in mind. For children, in Ephesians 6 verse 1, the Apostle Paul reflects the fifth commandment when he writes that Christian children are called to obey their parents in the Lord. So there we go. Happy Mother's Day, mums. You can write that down. If you're not legally an adult, there is a need to obey your parents as they raise you in the instruction of the Lord. There's actually nothing more important than learning about God's promise of life with him. And actually, Jesus modelled that submission, didn't he, as we read in our Bible reading earlier in Luke chapter 2. And we should note that obeying the Lord is an important aspect here. We should realise that our children's obedience is obedience that's compatible with following Jesus. But what about as we become adults? Now, as adults, we may not be called to obey, but we're still called to honour our parents. There's a lot we could say about this and what it looks like, but I want to reflect on four aspects to get us thinking. Now, firstly, and perhaps a starting point, is that we shouldn't treat them as lesser than ourselves, even if mentally, physically or financially they might be. We're still to honour and respect our relationship in the family unit. 
Now, secondly, the conduct of kids, even growing up ones, still reflects on the parents. So to live a Christian life or to live loving our neighbour as ourselves is to honour our parents. And it may be that some parents don't understand why you go to church or why you've given your life to Jesus. But you're still honouring them as you live out your faith and show them by your loving actions what it means to follow Jesus. And in fact, you honour them when you share and show them Jesus, who they need to know for their own reconciliation with their Creator. And thirdly, for some, honouring parents in any meaningful way will be really, really hard. There will be people watching this that have, in this broken world, some really difficult relationships with their parents. And you may be deeply hurt and you may even be alienated from each other. And it hurts so much more when those things happen between children and parents because it's not how that relationship is intended to be. And deep down, we know it. And I'm so sorry if that's you. Every situation is different, but if your relationship with your parents is broken, are there steps to try and restore some aspect however small, of the relationship that God intends between parents and their children. And they may not have dealt with you in the way that the Bible describes parents and parenting, but that doesn't necessarily mean you can't deal with them the way the Bible describes sons and daughters. And that may take a lot of forgiveness. So can you lean on the forgiveness that you have through Jesus and take steps, even small ones, toward the relationship that God intended. Doing that honours them. And finally, as our parents age, we honour them by seeing that we're responsible in their care. When they gave us life, they nurtured us and they changed our nappies. And our respect for that relationship means we make sure that they're cared for and given dignity. And dignity, holding on to dignity, can be difficult as people near the end of their lives. And it may be that the most dignity that you can give them is is the respect that they're your parents. Well, we've covered some topics this morning that can raise some really difficult things depending on our situation in life. If it's done that for you, please do feel free to get in contact with me or one of the ministry team if you'd like us to help. Now let's pray now that we'll each in our own situation be able to find ways that we might honour our fathers and mothers. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for the structure you've given us in families. We pray, Father, that we might respect the relationships that you've put us into, however difficult they may sometimes be. Father, please help us to honour our fathers and mothers, to love them and to care for them, and to always do it in a way that honours you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.